One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. everybody and welcome back to this series of Headstrong, a podcast where I sit down with a variety of people in the public eye to talk to them about their life but most importantly their experiences with vulnerability to try and get you on a path to becoming headstrong, to believe in yourself, to talk about your vulnerabilities and reinforce your self-worth. This second series is a Rugby World Cup special, so I am sitting down exclusively with rugby players, both past and present, to talk to them about their experiences in the world of rugby and around it. On this week's episode of Headstrong, I sat down with a young and bright chap called Ollie Thorley. Ollie is the youngest debutant for Gloucester Rugby Club, where he made his first appearance at the age of 17. After four proper seasons at Gloucester, last year he was named Young Player of the Year as voted by the entire Premiership, and he was also called up for the England squad at the beginning of 2019. I had a really honest discussion with him, so I really hope you enjoy this inspiring episode. Ollie, thank you so much for joining me and chatting to me on this episode of Headstrong. It's really exciting to get you on, and I appreciate how busy the start of the season is. So thanks so much for giving up some time. Oh, no, thank you very much, Louis, as well. I'm uh, really looking forward to it. So Great. Well, just before I start, I've got to ask you a quick question. So I got to chat to Ed Jackson um, in my first episode of Headstrong, and he told me that you might have a bit of a wacky uh, uh, middle name. And I don't want him to drop me in it here, but am I correct in saying that your middle name is Andromeda? Uh, so, so there is a bit of a, a, bit of a story there. Um, sort of, uh, officially it is Andromeda, um, but also officially it isn't. Uh, <laughs> so it was, I think it was a new, new year's a couple of, couple of years ago. Um, I was with some of my friends uh, at school and uh, the sort of cool, cool guys that we are, um, they're all sort of uh, kind of historians and stuff. We decided they, for some reason, decided to change my uh, my middle name on Wikipedia. Um, and and there was a bit of to, to and fro, to and throwing. Like Wikipedia sort of changed it back to my actual name, which is middle name, which is Andrew. Um, but eventually, Wikipedia gave up, um, and uh, and it sort of stuck. So uh, so uh, Andromeda it is. Uh, so it's nothing yeah. to do with the Andromeda galaxy or anything in Greek mythology it, at all. It, 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 they 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 thought like because obviously Andromeda was meant to be this sort of really beautiful person, and for some reason at the time I I was missing a front tooth, so I, 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 had, <laughs> I had like I sort of cuts on my face and things. So so uh, it was it was partly related to the uh, to the Greek mythology. Um, so, uh, but but they they have assured me that if if and when I do ever get married, um, that they'll be changing it by Depol. So uh, so at some point it will it will be on my uh, on my passport as well. So that's, that's just how it goes sometimes. What, what yeah. close friends are for us. It, it is, yeah. So yeah. you're only 23, and this now must be your fifth season at Gloucester, I believe. Uh, yeah, yeah. So so I, I think this is this is my fourth sort of full time season. Um, 
So I, I, I was fortunate to sort of start quite quite young when I was still at school. So you were, in fact, the youngest person ever to have played for Gloucester at 17. Yeah, yeah. Pretty it, awesome. It, yeah, it feels, it feels like a long, uh, a long time ago now. I was... I was um, uh, I was lined up in the uh, in the centres alongside Mike Tyndall, so uh, so that's that was quite cool, and, and, and we sort of figured out that he was actually old enough to be my dad at the time. So he was, I think he was <laughs> maybe thirty six, thirty seven, and I, I was seven, just turned seventeen. Um, so uh, it, it, to be fair, he still had a still had a, a lovely touch. He was he was quite slow, but um, but but you could you could tell uh, you could tell he was a good player. But, um, it's funny that you mentioned royalty there, but we'll come back onto that maybe later in the podcast. Yeah, I think. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> But, uh, so was, yeah. is, is Gloucester your dream club? Because you haven't lived here all of your life, but you moved to the Cotswolds whilst you were in still single figures. So I suppose it must have quite a special place in your heart. It, it, it definitely does. Um, uh, like I think, uh, I think certainly the sort of few years outside of school, like um, coming to Gloucester playing rugby, that was the thing that I always fell back on. Um, it was like it was like a, a, a very much a constant in my life. Um, so, so I, I definitely feel like I, I owe a lot to Gloucester, um, and, uh, and 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 I mean the first rugby I played was was for a local team as well. So coming coming all the way up and Gloucester is always a thing that people look up to and aspire to. And uh, I think as a county, Gloucestershire has that maybe more so than almost anywhere in, in the country because there's not really many many football teams here. Like rugby, rugby's where it's at. So to to like be a local local guy. To then go out and play at King's Home is is like I think it's coveted maybe a bit more so than at some of the other clubs, um, and and I and I do think King's Home itself is 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 special for me. It is it is the best stadium to play at in the Premiership, um, bar none. Um, do you think you're biased at all? Uh, I, I I mean I, I inevitably I am biased, but <laughs> but but also I think I think if you ask other players. Like like what's what's the loudest like sort of um, crowd you played up played in front of and and often it will be it'll be in front of the shed on a Friday night and that's uh, and and it's it, it is funny how you can go to you can go to some stadiums which are enormous like like like, um, like obviously the Rico's a bit bigger and Welford Road Road is bigger and it, it they do have their intimidation factor but there's something about the intimacy of the crowd literally being on top of you at the shed that. Um, I don't think you can replicate in a bigger, bigger stadium. So, totally. uh, so Ollie, you were you were very lucky, I suppose, to attend some pretty amazing schools when you were growing up. Whilst you did go on to captain your school fifteen, you know, when you were seventeen, eighteen. What is your first memory of rugby? And do you remember when you really first, you know, fell in love with the sport? Yeah. So, um, so the first time I ever played rugby was actually it was actually for my local club. Um, so, uh, so I, I, when I was when I was younger, I was quite I was quite shy, like all the way through through my teen teens and things. And um, uh, one of my friends, I think I think it was, maybe it was under eights, joined a team called Stone in the World. Uh, and uh, like like like, and the only reason I would go, I actually went along, was because he was there. So so <laughs> I sort of uh, so I sort of went 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 along and um, figured out, uh, sort of realised I was quite fast. Um, Quite strong, a pretty good athlete. Um, so it kind of just went from there, uh, and, and we, end, we actually ended up winning the um, winning the county cup that year. So, so that was really that was really the, the catalyst for um, um, for for me sort of falling in love with rugby. Um, so you mentioned just then that perhaps you weren't the most confident of young people. Did perhaps rugby and the sport kind of give you that self confidence to grow into who you are today? Uh, I certainly it certainly took its time, um, but but I definitely think it has. Um, it, 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 I mean, I, I mean, I mean. In, interestingly, um, uh, like when I was at, when I was at school, I was always I wasn't necessarily like the stereotypical sporty kid. Like like I I, I quite like to be sat in the library just as much as I did on the rugby uh, be out on the rugby pitch. So um, so I guess I didn't really conform to to a stereotype um, in in that sense. Um, um, but but I think I think ultimately, and particularly in the last sort of two three years, rugby has really allowed me to express myself um, much more so than I ever used to, both on on the pitch and and off it. So uh, so that 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 is often the power of sport, isn't it? It's it, like it's a great it's a great platform for people to to um, 
to to both inspire but also be inspired themselves totally i mean i i know from my own personal experience as well that being at school they really push you to the limit especially at these you know top end schools they really push you um did you ever get to a point where perhaps you were being pushed so much whether maybe that was at club as a youngster or at school where you actually almost fell out of love with the sport yeah I, i i can actually think of a very i can think of a specific moment actually it was when i was um probably 13 or 14 and um I'd sort of like I'd I'd said to my local club that I was going to be playing um, for them on a Sunday, uh, and it just it just so happened that at school they they'd organised a uh, a tournament on the Sunday as well, um, and 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 with the school being a school they and because I because I had a I had a I had a scholarship and everything they were like, well well you, well you've got to play for the school you, and, and and things so so I, so I, and I was told you're not allowed to play for your local club. Mm. Um, but I, I obviously, I, I, I was really conflicted because, because I promised to the guys at my, uh, my local team at Stowe that that I'd, I'd play. It was a, it was an important County Cup game. It was a, it was a quarterfinal, uh, and, and and I knew that I'd be able to have some kind of influence on the game. Um, and uh, and and I, and I I think being put in that position whereby I, whereby I, I was told I was almost put in a position where. Um, I was almost expected to let down my friends. I found really difficult, um, and uh, and and I mean, in the end, I ended up, ended up actually playing both. Um, well, there you which, go. Which, yeah, but but it was it wasn't an ideal scenario because it's I a was, difficult situation to put a young adult in, I suppose. Yeah, because because I, I was I think I was only just turned fourteen. Um, so uh, yeah, so yeah, I kind of I was in a position whereby I didn't want to let my friends down. I didn't want to let my school school down. Um, but but I just I think sometimes a bit of pragmatism would be would be better in those scenarios. Like um, yeah, the pressure at school was was pretty intense at times, um, particularly particularly because of the scholarship and uh, uh, and yeah, and I think I think for that it just sometimes did get to me a bit. Success came at a young age for you. You were deputy head boy at school. Mm. Uh, you played England under 18s. You played England under 20, and then as already mentioned, you were the youngest ever debutant for Gloucester. But did this early success um, affect your mindset and approach to schoolwork whilst you were still at school? Um, I, I, I mean, at times it was difficult to balance. It was. Uh, I, uh, there were, I mean, I was very fortunate with some of the teachers I had. That they really did help me out a huge amount. Um, so, yeah, but my, my tutor was a, a lady called um, Jo Doidge Harrison, and she, she saved me a few times. <laughs> like... Uh, <laughs> Um, so, so I was I was lucky in in the support that the school gave me and and and, and the people around me um, gave me as well. So, um, but uh, I, I mean I, I mean like like there, there was actually there was a bit of a crunch point actually where I think um, Gloucester was sort of pushing for me to to come in and train a bit more and uh, and I think in the back of my mind I wasn't quite ready to do that. I wanted to get my A levels done and sorted first and the same thing happened with um with my GCSEs as well there was pressure for me to play on England under 16 um I was doing England under 17s as well um so I I kind of just made the decision just to to um um to just take a a slight step back from the rugby and just focus on getting my grades first and um I'm like I'm I'm really really glad I did that because because I because I think in in sport ultimately if you if you always believe that you're good enough um and and you you kind of keep keep your composure and, and keep your focus on on the on the end goal. It means that all those sort of trials and tribulations along the way don't really matter. Yeah, um, definitely. Like, like people people get get to where they are in in various different sports through so many different avenues. So um, so I'm, I'm I'm glad that I was able to get the kind of work or schoolwork and um, rugby balance right. For sure. I mean, you've mentioned your friends previously there as well. Mm. But was there ever an occasion when you were at school where you found yourself perhaps on the receiving end of perhaps some jealousy from other peers or even maybe some stick or chat from your friends because, you know, you were spending time away from school, whether that was in England camps or uh, in uh, club camps. Was there ever an occasion where perhaps it became a little fractious? Uh, I, I mean, I, I think it was, I think most of it was, was just a bit like, it was, well, I, I certainly took it just as banter, so... Um, I suppose they were probably grateful to have the England under 18s captain playing at yeah. school. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it, that, that, yeah, that, that, that was uh, 
um that did benefit benefit them a tiny bit at times but um um uh, to, to be fair most 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 of my friends um were, were very supportive and like they do still tease me a bit at the moment and and stuff and 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 but i actually quite like that i think it keeps it keeps you grounded it reminds you that that ultimately we're just playing a game um uh, it's it, it is a it is a way of life. Uh, don't get me wrong, but um, but it is is just a game. So so I think I think people sort of uh, you know bring bring you back down to uh, uh, to level one is actually quite quite good sometimes. So um, so uh, it, it was that was never really something that affected me too much. Um, when you left school, I think. I'm correct in saying that you perhaps found yourself torn slightly because I know that you loved history, uh, and but you'd already played for Gloucester, and you found yourself in a tricky situation where you could easily follow the avenue of university or playing professional rugby. Did you find that decision difficult, and do you regret not going to university, or do you see that as still a future plan? Uh, it's I definitely would love to go to university, um, and hopefully in the near future. Um, it, uh, at the time when I left school, it was it was, uh, it was a very difficult um, thing to weigh up. Um, there, there were there were a number of factors. Um, obviously, the pool the pool of university for me was 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 big. Like from an academic perspective, from a like you know the kind of the classic kind of coming of age um, <laughs> sort of I don't know ideal that we uh, that we put put uni as. Um, so. So I think so I think it, it was it was a difficult thing to um, to balance out and and, and also also at the time um, uh, there was some sort of family issues going on so so my parents my parents were going through a, a, a bit of a sticky patch and um, just and which culminated in them getting divorced and stuff but it went on for quite a long time so so actually if I'm being completely honest honest that was the ultimate reason that I stayed around was because I felt I felt I needed to be there to support my my brothers um and, and my mum um and and I'm actually I'm really glad I, I did because because uh that obviously led to to um to sort of having a shot at rugby and uh and it, and it kind of went well from there um and, and 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 actually to be fair I think had I not had rugby through that period I, I think I'd have found it a lot more difficult um so so I've got I've got uh I've got rugby to thank. Yeah. Well, I've got no doubt that I'm sure your your <laughs> brothers and your parents as well were thankful that you stuck mm. around as well. Have you yeah. old, are they older or younger brothers? Uh, they're they're both younger. Yeah. So um, so yeah yeah. So it was, it was yeah. So I, I kind of I guess I'd, I took I had to take on a few more um, roles and responsibilities um, when I was about for, for about seventeen eighteen at home. Um, did you find that responsibility quite challenging at that age, or did you feel that you were already slightly independent because of the success that you'd had in your professional career? Uh, I I think I was independent to a degree, um, but like like a lot of seventeen eighteen year olds, you also you also still very often very reliant on your parents for a lot of things, aren't you? Uh, even even more so in our generation than than previous generations. So so I, I guess I guess it probably meant I had to grow up a tiny bit quicker. Um, certainly on a, on a on an emotional level. Um, uh, so. Um, yeah, yeah. So I, I think I think I was prepared to a degree, but it, but it sort of um, a lot of it was I was just kind of learning as I went went along. Yeah. Just stepping away from your family life there. Well, I hope everything as well at the moment is now great with your family. Yeah, no, I have yeah, no yeah, doubt that no, it is. It, as well. it, it's found it's found a new sort of um, uh, I, I don't know what the, what the word would be. It's found a new um, harmony. Har- harmony. Yeah, yeah. Harm- harmony is a very good word. Yeah. Great. So, well, that's really good. I'm pleased to hear it. Hi everybody, sorry to interrupt the podcast, just a quick word from our two sponsors. Headstrong is very fortunate to have found two amazing sponsors and supporters for Season 2 of Headstrong, the Rugby World Cup Special, forming a brilliant partnership between Headstrong, our chosen charity Restart Rugby and themselves. They cover between them all aspects of global insurance and both have strong historical ties to the wider rugby and well-being communities. Ascot Group is a Bermuda domiciled global specialist in insurance and reinsurance. Built on a foundation of underwriting expertise, but with a culture of collaboration, dedication, empowerment and accountability that is the fabric of the company. Their integrity is reinforced by a strong track record and dedication to clients, brokers and partners. For more information on Ascot Group, visit www.ascotgroup.com. BMS are an entrepreneurial, agile, specialist insurance and reinsurance broker 
that prides itself on their reputation for exceptional client service and position as one of the leading global brokers. For more information on BMS, visit www.bmsgroup.com. Now, back to the podcast. So, you left school and you found this opportunity and fortunately rugby was keeping you, um, I don't know, motivated perhaps uh, and keeping, keeping everything going. But how did you find this step up from junior rugby to the professional scene, even from, you know, that England under-18s level to, you know, the Gloucester changing room? What were the challenges that you faced from that, that step up? Oh, it, it was, uh, like, I mean, that's kind of the journey, isn't it? So it's, you don't really think about it too much when you're doing it. It sort of just, it just happens and you get a feel for the game and, uh, and, 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 and often you realise actually, yeah, this is, this is still the same game. Yeah, there's, there may be bigger guys are running at you or whatever or, or, um, or, or the game's quicker or, or, or whatever it might be, it's more physical. Um, but it's still, it's still ultimately rugby. So, so you just, you just kind of adapt, adapt with it. Um, and, and, and sometimes you get caught out as well. So, and, and that's, and that's a big part, part of it is I think, I think when I was, um, when I was re- re- uh, much younger, I used to sort of, um, think over my mistakes so much like, to, the, to, the, to the degree where I'd, I'd, I'd maybe made a mistake two or three days ago and I was still sort of annoyed at myself about it not not like kind of consciously but subconsciously I was still giving myself a hard time about it so um so, so I think uh I think I definitely learned as as I went up the levels that you actually can't you can't afford to do that because because you've got to you've got to react to mistakes as quickly as possible so I suppose um, to a degree you were kind of learning on your feet as you went along. Yeah, uh, yeah, hundred um, percent. So that's cool. Uh, and when you got when you were full time at Gloucester, I suppose there must have been an initiation when you were welcomed in fully. Yeah, well, it, 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 or is that something yeah. that we can't repeat? It's it's sort of fairly um, fairly well known locally uh, the the milk challenge so <laughs> made made slightly slightly worse by the fact that I do have a sort of a milk intolerance as well so 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 I was I was I was pretty ill for about two or three days afterwards oh, no. but but I, I mean the, the the general premise is you've got to you've got to try and down eight pints of milk in in twenty minutes without throwing up. Um, it sounds it sounds attainable, but but when you when you when you get to that seventh seventh pint, it's you're thinking at the next Gloucester social is that going to be a fine because you told everyone that now? Uh, no, it's it, it's I think it's it's fairly common knowledge. Okay. It, it's, it's it's one of those. <laughs> I, don't, yeah. I don't want you to get yeah, in trouble. No, no, I don't no. want to get in trouble. I I, I definitely. I, I mean, if if anything was uh, was going to risk my hair coming off again, then uh, then uh, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be saying it. So and, and and that's what and that that is the ultimate punishment is if you don't if you don't complete the challenge challenge it's your your hair's removed so oh, I saw, see i saw a couple so, of guys yeah. walking around and i thought they were f- more than usual with yeah, their hair shaved yeah. off and, and, and you can you can always tell like someone that's bold but isn't meant to be bold can't you that they, they they don't quite wear they don't wear it with the confidence that a true bold person does they, uh, hanging their uh, head slightly yeah, in shape. yeah yeah they do yeah it's like it's, yeah so uh, yeah we've got a fair few of those at the moment <laughs> so when you got to gloucester you were in the dressing room and there were some pretty big names in terms of experience and quality of rugby. When you first arrived, were there any particular mentors or people that you really looked up to when you first arrived? So, um, so yeah, there, there were kind of, obviously there were the coaches uh, always um, are offering support and advice to guys, but um, within the playing group there was um, sort of three guys initially that really helped me. Um, and uh, uh, one one of them was 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 Nick Wood. Um, so uh, so we had we had a lift share with with him and one of the other guys. Um, obviously obviously Woody was here for uh, sort of centuries. So so uh, so he kind of he kind of sh- showed me showed me the way a bit. Um, and then uh, and then a, the, another was uh, Paddy McAllister, who's uh, just just gone over to Connacht. Um, so I'm, I'm yeah yeah very good friends with Paddy, and and he kind of. Uh, like, like because because I was just like you know I was just just come out of boarding school and things I wasn't necessarily that streetwise, uh, <laughs> so, so so he kind of um, he kind of helped me along the way in in, in that in that respect uh, and like, like I mean I went went over to visit him in, in Galway a few weeks ago and things so we're so we still we still talk regularly and stuff and I'm uh, he's he's got a wonderful young family as well so uh, 
Um, Are you a good that, father? Uh, not yeah, actually, I need to, need to speak to him about that. But um, <laughs> but yeah, and he, he's 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 a really good, uh, like a, re- a really wonderful person. And then um, and then and then the third guy who's still still in the current squad is um, uh, Tom Marshall. So he um, he's he's just a, a phenomenally gifted rugby player. Um, like he understands the game um, as well as anyone anyone I played with. Um, so he he's he helped me a lot with on the rugby side of things. Because um, I was, although I was always a good athlete, I was quite I was quite raw, um, and, and I think my understanding of the game um, kind of there was there was there was without doubt room for growth. Um, and over the years, we just sort of plugged away and stuff, and, and gradually we're getting getting there. And um, so he, he's been a, he's been really wonderful um, for me from a rugby perspective, and, and we've become friends off the pitch as well. So uh, so, so those guys have have, have helped me massively. Um, and then, and then more recently, like Johan Ackerman gave me, like gave, gave me loads of confidence. He sort of, he sort of threw like threw me in the deep end, uh, and and belie- believed in me to sort of go out and perform, and and hopefully I I sort of helped repay that, uh, the confidence he he put in me a bit last year, uh, and obviously I'll try and do do that uh, this year as well. Um, uh, so yeah, yeah. So, so they'll be the main ones. Um, well, just and- just going off from what you've said there, and from when I got to speak to Danny earlier in the year, I think it's really important that clubs like these, you actually have a tight knit group of players, mm. but also off the field, your friends as well, yeah. and also the coaching staff are clearly more than coaches at times and I think that's so obvious from the way that you guys played last season, mm. and obviously the success that came with it. Yeah, without a doubt. I mean. Uh, like the, the the team motto is play to inspire, which I think exactly. is a brilliant, a, like a brilliant. It's on the wall ethos. behind us. It, it, it is, yeah. Be smart, be smart, play to inspire. It's brilliant. Um, well, you mentioned last season there, which was pretty phenomenal, not just for the club, but for you in particular. As you say, you were chucked in the deep end to an extent. <laughs> At the start of the season, you were injured, but then things got going, and then you won Player of the Month in November mm. with some pretty awesome tries. Was that? At the at that time, a pretty pinch yourself moment. You must have been like, things are picking up now, and there's momentum coming, and I'm playing the best rugby I've ever played. Was that pretty awesome? Uh, it, it, it it was it was really exciting. Yeah, um, I, like 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 I'd, I'd been I'd been kind of building up all this frustration at the start of the season because I was sort of thinking I was going to be playing in the first game, and then just picked up a knock, and and that was me for a few weeks, and. Uh, and and I think on top of on top of all that excitement that you build up over preseason, I was I was going absolutely nuts. So so when I got out on the pitch, I just wanted to freaking whack someone, run around someone, do whatever. <laughs> like I was uh, like I've I've I had so much energy, and to, to be honest, I, I don't think that energy's really gone. So it's some sort of um, yeah, that's like it, it, it probably probably made things worse and just sort of um, snowballed. So. Um, yeah, it, it was it was a really a, a really fun time, and I, and I think I was enjoying my I enjoy and I still am enjoying my rugby more so than I probably ever have done. Um, so uh, so yeah, I was I was just I was loving it, um, and and I, and, it, and it was it was great actually. There were, there were like a few a few people like like Danny Danny was really helping me as well, um, just sort of just teaching me a few sort of small things. Um, about how I can change my game and, and just and, and giving me confidence, um, uh, and, and, and I also met a lady called uh, Margot Wells who who helped help sort of with my body and and and, and also did, did a lot of psychology work with me. So um, so so I've got those two to thank. In, in part for that as well. That's really um, interesting. So obviously, headstrong. There's a, quite a men- mental perspective uh, yeah. on this podcast. That's interesting that you mentioned psychology there. Kind of what, what kind of work did you did you do um, to kind of progress your rugby mentally? So so we spoke we spoke at the start about um, like the ruminations that I probably that I had when I was younger about thinking over mistakes, thinking over pretty, pretty much everything. Um, and uh, and I think that was that was the first thing was to try and address that, and I'm still guilty of it now. But um, but we sort of looked at how I could be on the pitch but not think as much. I mean I mean obviously obviously when you're on the pitch you need, you, you need to be thinking about a thousand and one things, but it but it all needs to just be natural and and you've got to get into the feel of the game and and, and not be kind of um, making rash decisions and and, and 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 like I said pondering pondering things that have already happened. Um, so it was it was basically just sort of taking away the layers of of, of that overthinking um, 
And like the way we did that was it was sort of twofold. I, I kind of developed a persona for myself when I went on the pitch. So just to try and shut things off, I was I, I was obviously still Oli Thorley, but I was I was also something else. What, I, is, what is that? I, 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 I like it's, it's a very personal thing, so I don't I don't I don't actually share. That's, um, that's fair enough. Share who the persona is, but um, but we can see it though, when you're on the pitch. That, that's uh, I mean, hopefully, like it's like so like sometimes I'm like Frick, where is he? <laughs> <laughs> like he goes missing. But, a bit like the Hulk. Yeah, a bit like the Hulk. Yeah. Um, uh, so that that was the, that was the first stage of it, and then and then the second stage was just just taking. Um, taking a really clear, simple game plan um, for, me, uh, for me into the game. So just um, obviously the whole, the whole week you're taking in lots of information. Um, the sort of emotional levels rise and, 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 and they reach a peak when you're just about to run onto the pitch. Um, but just just having two two or three really simple things to, that you can always revert back to and um, when you're on the pitch if, if you make a mistake or or if you score if you score a wonder try right how 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 do you then reset and go and try and do that again um so uh, so, so so quite quite simple strategies but they they worked really well um so yeah great so i suppose at that start of the season all that success started to snowball as well and at the start of the year it was announced that you were going to be part of the england setup mm. which must have been incredible for you do you want to just describe first of all how johan broke it to you and the boys in the club and then the emotions that kind of went with that yeah so it, it, it did it did like kind of come out of the blue i mean i i was invited to uh, like a one day england camp uh, around around new year um, just just to do some like like assessments of on, on of, uh, like of us like physically and stuff physical assessments, um, and 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 that went pretty well and stuff. So, I, but I wasn't expecting anything. Uh, and then um, I think I think the announcement was something like nine o'clock in the morning, so it was really early. Which but it just coincided with our team meeting. So I guess I just sort of assumed that that was that. I would, I'd have just try have to try and wait for the next one, uh, keep plugging away, um, and then. Um, we we had the meeting as as per so so just we're talking about our, our preparation for the next game um, and then and then at the end of the meeting, Johan said, "Oh, I just want to congratulate um, the sort of Italian guys for being selected for the Italian team. I, I think it was uh, Jake Pledry, uh, and I also want to select. Uh, I, want, I want to sorry congratulate Oli on uh, on being nominated for the England squad, which which it was a pretty special thing to sort of genuinely find out about it in front of the team. I think." Um, I, I, I was. It was sort of a combination of excitement and apprehension and um, and things, but uh, it was it was certainly an exhilarating way to find out. Just so. going back to that kind of family aspect of it, I, I suppose everyone must have been chuffed for you. Yeah, the, the, the messages were, were pretty intense. Yeah. That's amazing. Um, but uh, uh, but yeah, but uh, it was it, it was it was a wonderful wonderful thing. But I think particularly because. Because I'd been, I had this season. I really felt like I'd sort of um, up to the level level of dedication I was putting into my rugby. Um, so it, it felt it felt like it was all sort of finally worth it. Um, and like, but but equally, like once once I had a taste of that feeling, it makes you want to be there every single time. It really does. It's it's addictive. When you did that first training session with the England team, did yeah. you? Was that an even bigger step up? What's the kind of attitude when you're around that that group of coaching staff? How much did it differ? And was there more intensity? And did that play on your mentality at all? Uh, it's definitely it's palpable. Yeah, the the difference in intensity. I mean, it's pretty intense. It is intense at Gloucester, but um, there there is there is just a an expectation that you know all your detail that you're you're hot on absolutely everything when you're with England as as it should be. Um, and I, I, so I think I think initially I was I just felt fortunate to be actually to be able to see that, um, and and see how those those guys operate and the levels that they're operating at both on the pitch and also off the pitch. Like like you, you need you, you you always need to have role models, um, and obviously you then go and take take what you see and do it your own way. But um, but but yeah, it, it, it opened up my eyes as to what what you really need to do to be the best in the world. Um, and uh, if, if I'm being honest, I think initially I was shitting myself. Yeah, like, no doubt. Like, and, uh, like, like I said at the start, like, instinctively I'm quite a sort of uh, shy person initially, and then once I get comfortable, I'll sort of come out of my come out of my shell a bit. So, um, 
so I, I think I was lucky in that the first thing that we did was a team social. Um, so, uh, so, so, so that was quite, that was that was good fun. And don't say too much. I don't want to get you in trouble, especially with the England camp. Yeah. So yeah, it was it was all. It was but all, I bet that broke the ice for sure. It, it, it did. It did break the ice. Yeah. It was all very PC. Um, but so. With that progression, I suppose you were the youngest kid in, in the squad. There, you were twenty-two when you were, when you got to the the training camp, weren't you? Yeah, were you uh, the youngest there? I think I think there was myself, um, Joe Cockness, and Tom Curry were the sort of the, yeah. the, the, the the sort of young trio from from memory. So, um, so 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 I guess that does in some way put a bit of added pressure on you. But but equally, it means that you've like they do give you a bit of time to like kind of you know acclimatize and get used to the environment and. Uh, and, and everything, which 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 is good. Um, like all the guys were really helpful, um, and, and I was I was just able to ask as many questions as possible and and, and try and learn. Um, and and that that is one thing is it is it is very much a learning environment. That like you you there's there's so many so many coaches that are helping you improve on various aspects of your game and it, and they're on you the whole time. So you're constantly thinking about okay, how am I going to get better? How am I going to get better? How am I going to get better? And um, uh, and 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 being in that environment is, is is really infectious. It means when you come back to your club, you you've got you've got this sort of um, this standard that you that you now expect of yourself. Um, uh, and, and and equally, it means that you want to be back there, where where um, in in that in that place where you know that all the guys there are growing, which is uh, which is really cool. So at the end of the last season, I want to take, take this moment to congratulate you because you won Young Player of the Year. Which is amazing. Congratulations! But is that your career highlight so far? What What has been your favourite moment? That must have been top of the list. It, 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 it was. It was very. It was very humbling. Uh, I think. I think because it was because it's voted for by the the other players in the Premiership, which uh, that, that, that there is something quite special about that. Um, so uh, so no, that, that was that that was definitely up there. Um, but but I think I'd, awards and accolades are always nice. But I think it's actually the moments when you're on the pitch that that really do stick with you when you when you've got the adrenaline pumping and and things. And I, and I think I think just because of the frustration that I'd been having over the sort of last over that sort of six seven month period leading into uh, into the, the game, I, I scored my try of the season against Leicester. Um, I think for me that that day was was the one that really stands out um, uh, fr- from last season. J- just because I had all this this pent up energy, and I and and then to go out on the pitch and and, and be able to express that was 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 really amazing. Um, and and Kingston was was properly rocking. So uh, it was it was it was it was it was great. Um, and, and and actually and then and then on the on the back of that, I think uh, although, although I haven't ha- um, only, had a chance only to. for the bus, bro. Oh yeah. Go to the bus. Uh, what, 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 what bus? Uh, I don't know. Yeah. I've got no idea. That, that's 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 Val Republic Ruskin's sense of humour, guys. <laughs> no one's on the same wavelength. So, um, uh, so so I think I think any time you get you get selected for England, even though I haven't um, had a chance to to, to play yet, um, I think just 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 being in that environment is 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 amazing. Um, and, and like, yeah, that's it. Well, you're no stranger to the big stage now, playing for Gloucester and scoring, like you say, some amazing tries, and then that award at the end of the season. And we hope soon some amazing rugby for England, and no doubt your time will come for that. But you've also been involved with some pretty big fixtures before, notably to the 2006 FA Cup final in Cardiff. Oh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> please paint this picture. Yeah. This is a brilliant story. So, so it was 2006, uh, as you said, and. Uh, it was the, uh, the last FA Cup final at the Millennium Stadium, actually. Um, oh, it's, it's called the Principality now, isn't yeah. it? And um, Liverpool playing West Ham. I'm a, I'm a diehard West Ham fan, um, but somehow ended up being the Liverpool mascot. <laughs> uh, so, 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 so that, so that was, a, that was a bit, a bit strange. Um, but, um, but, but it, I mean, it was amazing. We got at the start of the game, we got to meet all the, all the players. Stephen Gerrard was captain on the day. Um, he, he ended up actually scoring the scoring the goal that took it to extra time. So I, I mean, I should have like stood on his toes or something. Um, <laughs> I, I had had the opportunity, but but um, but alas, it, it wasn't to be. Um, uh, but I, I, and I also got to meet um, Prince William, which was quite entertaining. Um, 
Uh, and in fact, actually, although although I was wearing a sort of full Liverpool uh, um, Liverpool kit and, and everything, uh, I, I made the confession that I was a West Ham fan, and I actually showed him my West Ham West Ham top that was underneath the Liverpool top. <laughs> so, uh, so like, like this, there was this this ten year old kid that was. Uh, yeah, a bit of a traitor, but uh, he seemed to he seemed to find it very funny. So oh, that's great. I, am I correct in saying that maybe some of the Liverpool Liverpool players may have seen your West Ham top underneath? I, I think they did. Yeah, and and and, and actually, after after we'd sort of been out on the pitch and stuff, we then went went up to our seats, and I was in the West Ham zone. So 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 that everyone saw this kid like in in like Liverpool kit come in, and then, and then, and then I was in the stand and just sort of rip rip the I think I ripped, literally ripped the top off and just threw it out like like and showed the West Ham fan and sort of was, was holding the badge and everything and there was like a massive cheer in the area and stuff. it was it was uh, it was it was really great that's awesome well let's go back to rugby what are your career goals for this season at Gloucester and then let's have a look at say the next over the next five years and then you know seeing out your career where do you where, where do you see the direction of Ollie Thorley uh so, so I think I think in terms of this year I, I'm I, like my focus is very much on the rugby itself and uh, I figure everything else beyond that will take care for itself um, as long as you get that right so so I'm, I'm just focused on doing what I can to be the best player I can be amazing it's, yeah it's as simple as that really and then so I suppose you've got to have that goal of England in the back of your mind it, 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 like, it, like I said um, previously um, like being in that environment it's, it's addictive like you, like you want to be there um, no matter what, um, uh, like you want, you want to be playing for uh, at, the, at the top of the game, and in, in rugby, that's that's international rugby, isn't it? So, so I'd, I'd be lying if I if I said I wasn't thinking about it. I'm I'm, I'm thinking about it 24 um, seven, but equally, I know that that's 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 the, that's the kind of uh, if you say like a, a like an end goal rather than what's going to get you there. So, um, yeah, as you know, headstrong is partnered with Restart Rugby who are the official charity of the RPA and they work very closely with a lot of the players both playing currently and also who retired transitioning in out of uh, out of you know playing rugby into retirement and what follows in their career knowing that you know playing rugby careers don't always last forever and you know come you know mid 30s you you kind of got to hang up the boots do you have a long-term approach in your life and have you kind of thought about what it might be once you finish playing? Obviously, you're only 23 and that's a long way to go, but do you ever think what you might want to do after? So, so actually, a, a, a friend of mine, um, he's, a, he's, a, he's a psychiatrist but also a coach um, and, and he, um, he works at Cognacity who, who provide the sort of um, mental health helpline for, um, for the RPA, which is funded for by Restart Rugby. Um, and, uh, and 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 I've been working with him probably for the last two years on 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 thinking about this, on on thinking about how I can be a better rugby player, um, how I how I, and what I can do off the pitch. Um, so it's something that it's something that uh, um, I'm constantly constantly thinking of. Um, and uh, I, I, I mean, in terms of the short term at the moment, it's it is it's predominantly rugby based. That's uh, I'd, I'd be lying if if and if I if I said anything else, but. Um, but but no, like, like like we talked about at the start with um, uh, with history and the fact that I was I was possibly going to be going off to university to read history. Uh, I'm I'm looking at hopefully in the next two to three years um, starting starting a degree, uh, and then and then thereafter I haven't really got a plan. That's good. Well, <laughs> so, you're, you're so young. You've, got, you've honest, got time to explore that, yeah, haven't you? Um, like like I, I'm I absolutely love food. That's that, that, that's, don't we all? Yeah, <laughs> I, I, food is love, isn't it? So. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, and 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 my dad's um, my dad sort of worked in the restaurant industry a bit, so um, so I've got this sort of romantic ideal of one day setting up a, a restaurant or or some kind of food related business. Um, uh, so that, that that's that's one thing that's in the back of my mind. But um, I'll come back in five years and see yeah. see what the idea is. Then yeah yeah yeah, yeah see, see where that see where that takes me. But. Um, I did actually. I have actually started playing the piano, just because as as rugby players, although although it does take up a lot of our time, you, you do get downtime. Um, and I, I I've never really been someone to like always go out for a coffee and stuff, and or or or, or play FIFA or anything like that. So um, so I, I, I like to keep myself busy off the pitch as well. So I, about about maybe 
uh, a year ago I started 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 learning the piano, uh, and I and I've actually just just sort of passed my grade one, which is uh, which is really exciting. So I, I'd, I'd never I'd never really played an instrument before, so I thought it's something I want, want to give a crack, and, and I'm I'm, actually, I'm pretty hooked actually. I really want to, so I want to I want to progress that and, and see where see where I can go with the piano. Um, That's really good for you as yeah. well for the training of the mind, you know, as well. It's so good to be as well. You clearly seem so motivated and and you love playing the piano. That's great as well. So that must be really good for your, your it, 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 mentality. It, it, it is. It, it's, it, it helps um, balance your life um, a bit. You can sort of, when you're playing a piano, you completely step away from rugby. I mean, it probably helps your finger dexterity and everything, your coordination. Um, and it's another form of discipline. It, it is another form of discipline. Yeah. Um, and, and, and music's such a wonderful thing. It just it makes you feel it makes you feel incredible, doesn't it? So, so, so to be able to then go and even though at a very rudimentary level produce that. It's it's incredibly satisfying. So you spoke of that your goal there, then I suppose to further your your piano career yeah. and your piano potential. Yeah. Um, is making the next World Cup a goal? Uh, I, I mean, uh, it's it's a long way off. It is a long way off, but like yeah, <laughs> you're gonna you get like if you if you're a, if you're a rugby player in England and you've and you've got aspirations to play for England, you, you're gonna want to be in that next World Cup, aren't you? So, hundred percent. So we're kind of winding down here, but I've got to ask you the question. Who is going to win the World Cup in Japan? Have you had a thought about the tables and how things line up? I mean, it's it's going to be interesting. Obviously, 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 I've been been training with the guys and stuff um, this summer and and everything, and I and I really do feel like um, I really do feel like something exciting could happen with the England squad. Um, and and it'd be it'd be unpatriotic to say any other team. So agreed. Uh, so I'm going to go for England. There we go. So I've got final, my final two questions. I ask these two questions to every one of my guests that comes uh, on the podcast. The first one is, I know you're, only, you're 23, but what piece of advice would you give young adults, um, younger than yourself and myself, that helps you stay focused and driven? I, th- I think you've got to make sure you have a balance in your life. Um, so, so I think I, I, I'm, quite a, I'm a bit of a perfectionist. I'm a bit of an obsessive personality. Um, but I've always found that that when I get more balance in my life, whether that's through piano, whether that's through having a few having a few sort of beers with some of my friends or, or whatever it might be, um, I always end up then doing better in, in rugby or 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 just just generally feeling happier. Um, so I think I think I think balance is a is a big thing, um, and, that, and and for me that was that was also true when I was at school. Make it, for me it was really important to make sure that I got my. I got my grades and everything in, locked in before I, I then went on to pursue the rugby. So, so I think I think that would be that would be an, certainly for any young rugby players or any young sportsman coming through is just make sure you still have fun, make sure you get your grades, and 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 the sport will sort itself out if if you're good enough. So definitely stay in love with it for yeah, sure. Yeah, stay in love with it exactly. Great. And my final question to you, Ollie, is what does the word headstrong mean to you? So I think it means having composure dedication and positive energy through the ups and downs um yeah that's really nice very very precise and succinct there Mm. ollie thank you so much for giving up your time at the start of the season i've really enjoyed chatting to you um best of luck with this year hopefully we'll see you in an england shirt very very soon out on the pitch Uh, and hopefully you know gloucester will win win the win win the win the title it's been been an absolute pleasure thank thank you very much much. for having me thanks pleasure Well, there we have it for this episode of Headstrong. A huge thank you to Ollie Thorley for taking time out at the beginning of the season to chat to me to talk about his life and his experiences at Gloucester Rugby. Also, I'd just like to wish heaps of luck to the boys at Gloucester on their endeavours this season. So that is it again for this episode of Headstrong. If you've enjoyed it, please go rate it and subscribe and please tell all your family and friends about it. I'd love to keep getting the message out there. Now, I'm going to hand over to Damien Hopley to tell you a little bit more about my official partner for this series, Restart Rugby. My name is Damien Hopley, Group Chief Executive of the Rugby Players Association. Restart is the official charity of the RPA, and the charity provides crucial support to current and former professional rugby players suffering from serious injury, illness or hardship. Since 2005, Restart has invested over £1.7 into player welfare and support by funding medical treatment, rehabilitation or disability support, financial support and emotional support 
by providing a 24-7 confidential counselling service. And we're the only body in English rugby that invests in mental health support. One in four people in the UK will be affected by mental illness in any year. Rugby players are no exception and often the pressures and strains that act as a catalyst to mental health issues are magnified for professional athletes. Players often find it difficult to cope with the transition out of rugby and the reality is that over 60% of players reported mental health issues post-retirement and over 50% of players take two years or longer to be in control of their lives post-rugby. In 2008, the Rugby Players Association and Restart launched a 24-7 telephone helpline and counselling service to provide vital mental health support to those players and families that were facing struggles. 42 current and former players accessed the confidential counselling last year. More than 140 players have accessed the counselling service over the past three seasons. Every year, Restart spends up to £60,000 on our confidential counselling service to help support our players. Without support from donors and fundraisers, Restart would simply not be able to continue this vital support for our players. Sadly, these mental health issues can lead to devastating consequences. Suicide is the biggest killer of men under 45 in the UK, and rugby players are not immune. It's great to see the players talking more openly about their mental health struggles within rugby and after they finish playing. Thank you for all your support towards Restart. Without people like yourselves, we could not help players and their families in the way that we do. So thank you all very much. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 